This is National Native News. I'm Art Hughes, in for Antonio Gonzalez. The recent U.S. Supreme Court decision in the Castro Huerta case represents an immediate and lasting threat to tribal sovereignty. That's the main message from a virtual roundtable discussion organized by the National Congress of American Indians and the Native American Rights Fund on Thursday. During the discussion, NCAI President Fawn Sharp calls the decision nothing less than a direct attack on the sovereignty of all tribes. At a time we need it the most, and at a time when we worked so hard to secure it, it is the very foundation is now shaken and 200 years unraveled. Among other things, the ruling limits Native jurisdiction over non-Native people who commit crimes on Native land. Native legal experts say it is a departure of more than a century of precedent and practice. Several of the participants highlighted the need for educating elected leaders and the general public on a daily basis about tribes' inherent rights. Muskogee Creek Nation Principal Chief David Hill said it's hard to see any justification for opposing more public safety resources on tribal land or anywhere else. We're going to have to be strategic and smart and understand that this fight may take a long time, but we, Muskogee Creek Nation, are up to the task. Some participants expressed optimism about some positive outcomes from the ruling. Cherokee Nation Principal Chief Chuck Hoskin, Jr., said he has mixed feelings about the court's ruling. He said it is a severe blow to tribal sovereignty, but at the same time, the ruling leaves in place the landmark McGirt ruling that says Congress never disestablished reservations in Oklahoma, home of the Cherokee, Muscogee Creek, and many other tribes. Arizona's newly approved record $18 billion state budget also includes a record appropriation for projects on tribal lands. The Arizona Mirror reports the spending plan includes $55 million, mostly for infrastructure projects on the Navajo Nation. The state's three Navajo legislators call the appropriation historic. Nevertheless, Navajo President Jonathan Nez criticized the structure of the funding, giving the state substantial control over how and where the money is spent. He questions whether that adequately recognizes Navajo's sovereign relationship with the state. A coalition of Pacific Northwest tribes is heading to Washington, D.C. this month to call for the removal of dams on the Lower Snake River to bring salmon back to the area. KXLY reports dozens of tribal leaders will attend the event on the steps of the U.S. Capitol. It's part of what's known as the Orca Salmon Project that includes advocacy from tribes in Washington, Oregon, and Idaho. The dams are largely responsible for the disappearance of salmon in rivers where they traditionally spawn. The station reports if the dams were breached, it will be the largest dam removal in the world. At their annual meeting, the nation's three Cherokee tribes passed a resolution opposing the state and federal recognition for the Lumbee tribe and a number of other groups. The yearly tri-council meeting includes the Cherokee Nation, the United Katoa Band of Cherokee Indians, and the Eastern Band of Cherokee Indians. In addition to mentioning the state-recognized Lumbee tribe, the resolution includes the Chickamauga tribe, the Moa Band of Choctaw, and the Wolf Creek Cherokee tribe as those not worthy of state or federal recognition. The Eastern Band of Cherokee Tribal Council will consider supporting a name change for the highest point in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park. WLOS News reports the resolution favors changing the name of Klingman's Dome. The recommended name is Kawahi, a Cherokee word meaning mulberry place. Resolution advocates say it is a sacred place where Cherokees prayed and sought spiritual guidance. They say the current name pays tribute to Thomas Klingman an avowed racist who was a general in the Confederate Army and has no connection to the tribe. With National Native News, 
I'm Art Hughes. National Native News is produced by Kiwanak Broadcast Corporation with funding by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Support for law and justice-related programming provided by Hobbs, Strauss, Dean & Walker, a national law firm dedicated to promoting and defending tribal rights for nearly 40 years. More information available at HobbsStrauss.com. Support by Amerind, the 100% tribally owned insurance partner working with tribal governments and enterprises to provide effective commercial insurance coverage, strengthen Native American communities, protect tribal sovereignty, and help keep dollars in Indian country. Info at Amerind.com. Native Voice One, the Native American Radio Network.